welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're going to have a special edition as we're going to look back at Veterans Day of this year and our celebration at the World War II Memorial D-Day Prayer Edition. That's adding FDR's D-Day Prayer. And we had a lot of friends from Ohio and across the country join us at the World War II Memorial on Veterans Day of this year. And we're going to hear some of those messages. We're going to hear from Bill Fetter and Congressman Bill Johnson. Also going to hear the message that I delivered. With us was Crew 44, a reenactment group that was with us that day. Also, uh, Charlie Reinhardt, a World War II veteran from Patton's 3rd Army of the 6th Armored Division, was with us that day. It was a great day to have Ohioans. There was a bus tour that came down from Ohio, and Pastor Al Davis, who's with me on the phone, also live with Pastor Al weekly here at the station, and a board member of OCA was with us. And uh, we had some folks come down for a war memorials tour. A number of veterans were with us. Uh, Pastor Al, it was a great day, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, Chris. And, you know, despite the threats of, of the uh, tropical storm remnants, uh, excellent turnout and such a great spirit. And uh, everybody that I've talked to and heard from since thoroughly enjoyed the day. What a blessing it was. Well, that's right. And, you know, everyone that came and and uh, rain or shine, they were determined to come. And that's so blessed our heart. And the Lord gave us a window. I woke up at three in the morning. I looked finally at the radar. I said, okay, here it is. We planned this for months. And then I saw this big, I saw the green blob coming through in, on the mall in Washington in the map, but then came this big white area. And it showed that about the time of our ceremony beginning was the rain was going to subside, and it did. In fact, Congressman Johnson, who people are going to be listening to, said it was providential that God opened up the skies and caused uh, the rain to stop so we could get our ceremony in. Well, we're going to listen to this, and we're going to spend the full hour and share with you, and we're going to give you an important update of the prayer. In fact, we have some very exciting news. We're getting very close to the prayers opening at the World War II Memorial. Well, with that also was our host, um, actually MC Bob uh, France, was with us that day as our MC, as our Master of Ceremony. But uh, let's go right now to the speech that I delivered that day and giving thanks to our veterans, and it's for their honor. I am in awe of our next presenter, because everything that has been said about him is true. This was his baby. This was his idea over a decade ago for one pastor in one little town in Ohio to make what is happening right now at this memorial is remarkable. Chris Long is the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance and the Christian Alliance of America, a public policy organization representing Christian interests before the Ohio legislature and the U.S. Congress. The Christian Alliance advocates for religious liberty and First Amendment issues. Legislative successes over the years <clears throat> include the founding of American Documents curriculum that requires the teaching of the founding documents in American history and government courses from grades 8 through 12 in Ohio schools. Chris is the initiator of this D-Day Landing Prayer Act, also known as the World War II Memorial Prayer Act, S-1, uh, 
1044 that passed Congress in June of 2014 and was signed into law on June 30th of 2014. Legislation that is adding the D-Day prayer of FDR here at the World War II Memorial. Please welcome Pastor Chris Long. Thank you all for coming to this special ceremony. As we're adding this wonderful presidential prayer here at the World War II Memorial, FDR's D-Day prayer. It's been an 11-year journey. How did we get here? Well, as Bob was just saying, I woke up one morning with an idea back in 2011, actually after Congressman Bill Johnson was just newly elected and sworn into office along with the new congressman of that time. And I said to the wife, I got an idea, don't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna ask Congressman Bill Johnson to offer legislation that will add FDR's D-Day prayer in its entirety here at the World War II Memorial. Well, we began that journey and Congressman Johnson agreed and said, Chris, I'd be honored to do that. Got a call a little later from Senator Portman, said, Chris, that's a tremendous idea. I wanna be your Senate sponsor. And so we were off and running in the U.S. Senate and the U.S. Congress. It took a few years to get it passed. At that time, my father was still with us, and my father-in-law as well, both who served in World War II. My father in the Pacific, uh, he served on an LCS, landing craft support vessel, a small vessel that only housed 72 men. It had anti-aircraft guns, and Bill Halsey used it as the picket line around the fleet uh, during the Battle of Okinawa. He called them his mighty midgets. So they did see a lot of action of a lot of kamikazes coming in. Uh, his ship did receive commendations for shooting down several planes and then one very close call that may have taken them all out. But Dad was a big champion of my efforts. He's not with us. He passed away nine years ago as well as my father-in-law, James Bryan, who also served in World War II as a corporal. and. Um, we honor those men today. That's what Veteran Day, Veterans Day is about. This is a wonderful place to be on Veterans Day, to be here on the Mall. My wife and I have had the privilege of being here the last few years, taking in the ceremony here that the Friends of the World War II conduct each Veterans Day at 9 a.m. and happened this morning. And the Friends of the World War II Memorial do a great job of observing all the key uh, moments during World War II. They'll be in just a few weeks, of course, an acknowledgement of Pearl Harbor Day on December 7th. And then later in December, hopefully, we'll be dedicating the prayer itself. It will be completed at that time. But as you walk this mall, this is a place where politics stops. This portion of the mall. These memorials where these men fought and died for our country. All politics stops there. When we come in here, we're Americans. We're not left or right or center or of this party persuasion or another. We're Americans. There's a unity in that. This prayer brought us together back on June 6, 1944. And think about it. I can't recall any other time, and I'll have to talk to my good friend and historian Bill Fetter, any other time in our history over broadcast channel that our president has gone to the airwaves asking his fellow countrymen to join him in prayer. It is the way in which FDR chose to announce the nation that the liberation of Europe was underway. He went to the airwaves at 9.57 that evening, 
So it was D-Day plus one in Europe. And then he asked the nation to pray. He said, when I came to you last night, I told you about the fall of Rome. I knew at that time that an even greater operation was underway. And it has met with success thus far. So I ask you to join with me in prayer. We're gonna hear that prayer in its entirety in just a few minutes from the members of Crew 44. But how we got here was a historian, a congressman, a senator, veterans, hundreds of veterans and their families, signing petitions, sending in small donations. That's how we got here. And what are we doing? We're adding a prayer that will last for a long time, but it's not just written in stone. As you can see today, it's living history. With us here is Crew 44. The young Marines were with us as well, a very young troop of Marines. But they, they're reenactors living out history, carrying on the mission, being the evangelists for history, carrying on the message so it's never forgotten. This prayer will not just be a place where go, people go and read a historical presidential prayer, but hopefully in that, they will hear the voices of those veterans who sacrificed so much as you just heard Congressman Johnson talk about, who left the ships that day into that landing craft and onto those beaches. This last week, I had a moment that I was overcome with emotion. After voting, I went down to the Army surplus store in our town in, in Barberton, Ohio, and they do it right. It's a very patriotic place. You know, back when we were growing up, sur Army surplus stores was like almost secondhand junk stores. This is not that. Veterans come in all the time, get their uniforms sewn, a current uh, service personnel and veterans, and they have patches of all the different services all over the walls. They have patriotic music that's playing. I kind of like call them the mission barbecue of surplus stores. It's very patriotic when you go in there. But, um, well, I was getting Charlie his hat that he's wearing there. I'm getting it all sewed on, the patch, and of course his specific division. We want to get it right. He served in the 3rd Army in the 6th Armored Division. So we wanted to make sure that got right. And she said, well, take a few minutes. Well, I said, no, take your time. I'm going to enjoy myself here. As I went into the back room and I looked at all the patches to represent all of our veterans and the services of all the wars that they served in, I thought of my family members who have gone on, who served. I thought of those Vietnam War veterans who served, and so many, of course, that never came home. I was overcome with emotion. At that moment, received encouragement. They are with us here today. And it's for them that we add this prayer. Excuse me. But it's these young men and women who will carry the mission on. Two portions of the prayer I would like to read to you that's coming down to me. And it's in your program. Please take it with you and read it in its entirety later. In the third line, Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Think of how many of those troops actually liberated the concentration camps and saw the horror of the war. 
It ends with, with thy blessing we shall prevail over the unholy forces of our enemy. Help us to conquer the apostles of greed and racial arrogances. Lead us to the saving of our country and with our sister nations in a world unity that will spell a sure peace, a peace invulnerable to the schemings of unworthy men and a peace that will let all men live in freedom, reaping the just rewards of their honest toil. Thy will be done, Almighty God. Amen. Thank you. And here's Bob France, our MC for the day, introducing author and historian Bill Fetter, who is our next speaker at the World War II Memorial Veterans Day celebration of the D-Day Prayer Edition. Federer is a nationally known speaker, best-selling author, historian, and president of Amerisearch, Inc., a publishing company dedicated to researching America's noble heritage. Bill's American Minute radio feature is broadcast daily across America and by the Internet. His Faith in History television airs on the TCT network on nations across America and via DirecTV. Bill's first book, America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations, has sold over a half million copies. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Bill Feather. Welcome. It is an honor to be here with you for this momentous occasion of adding to the National Mall here at the World War II Memorial the D-Day Prayer of Franklin D. Roosevelt. Special recognition to the tireless efforts of Chris and Sylvia Long, who conceived of this over a decade ago. Congressman Bill Johnson and Senator Rob Portman, who championed this in the halls of Congress. And the Friends of the World War II Memorial, and to the hundreds of those who gave and helped make this become a reality. Thank you. On June 6, 1944, President Franklin Roosevelt gave a radio announcement as over 160,000 Allied troops from America, Britain, Canada, Free France, Poland, and other nations were landing along a 50-mile stretch of the Normandy coast of France to invade Europe and push back the army of Hitler's National Socialist Workers' Party. It was the largest seaborne invasion force in world's history, supported by 13,000 aircraft, 5,000 ships, and 195,000 Navy personnel. Supreme Allied General Dwight Eisenhower gave his D-Day orders, which began Operation Overlord, lasting almost three months. Eisenhower said, you are about to embark on a great crusade. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. You will bring about the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe. Eisenhower continued, Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. And let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. In his D-Day prayer, Franklin Roosevelt said, my fellow Americans, last night when I spoke to you about the fall of Rome, I knew that our troops, that uh, troops of the United States and our allies were crossing the channel in another and greater operation. I ask you to 
join with me in prayer. And he begins, Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization. Give strength to their arms, stoutness to their hearts, steadfastness in their faith. They will need thy blessing. Their road will be long and hard, for the enemy is strong. He may hurl back our forces. We know that by thy grace and by the righteousness of our cause, our sons will triumph. And then FDR continues, Some will never return. Embrace these, Father, and receive them, thy heroic servants, into thy kingdom. Now, one of those who never returned was my uncle, who I never met, Orville Wilford Billy Epperson. He was a second lieutenant in the U.S. Army Air Corps, 525th Bomber Squadron, 379th Bomber Group, recipient of the Purple Heart. His B-17, the Pansy Yoakum, was shot down during Operation Overlord over the English Channel a month later, July 9th of 1944. I don't know much about him, other than he was my mom's only brother, he was 23, and he was an Eagle Scout. I was an Eagle Scout. The original Scout Oath began, on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country. This typified the patriotism of the young men and women who fought. The American Legion motto, adopted 1919, for God and country. Six months after D-Day, the Nazis were running out of fuel. They made a blitzkrieg toward the port of Antwerp, Netherlands, in hopes of getting access to oil. Thirteen Nazi panzer and infantry divisions, made up of an estimated 300,000 men, were stopped at the Battle of the Bulge, at a strategic spot where eight roads came together at Baston in the Ardennes Forest of Belgium. It was a sub-zero freezing day. There was a 40-day battle, went from December 16, 1944 to January 25, 1945. And Charlie Reinhardt was there and he served with Patton. Thank you, Charlie Reinhardt, for serving at Baston in the Battle of the Bulge. I had an Uncle Les Liebman that fought in that battle. I, I share. Yes. Baston was defended by the 101st Airborne and other troops, including the U.S. 10th Armored Division and the African-American 969th Artillery Battalion. And there was others. Vince uh, Speranza served with the 101st Airborne. General Eisenhower had integrated the military and had over 2,000 black American soldiers volunteer to be sent to the front lines. Over 700 of them were killed in combat. Eisenhower stated in his Battle of the Bulge Order, December 22, 1944, by rushing out of his fixed defenses, the enemy, the Nazis, may give us the chance to turn their great gamble into their worst defeat. So I call upon every man of the Allies to rise now to new heights of courage with unshakable faith in the cause for which we fight. He continues, Eisenhower, we will, with God's help, go forward to our greatest victory. 
And when Nazi commander Heinrich Freiherr von Lutwitz sent the message to American Brigadier General Anthony McAuliffe of the 101st Airborne, informing him that he was surrounded and demanded that he surrender, McAuliffe gave his famous refusal in one word, nuts. Coming to the rescue was General George Patton with his 3rd Army and another one of my uncle Jim Giles served with Patton. Patton's 3rd Army was pinned down due to bad weather. He had his chaplain, Father James O'Neill, compose a prayer and had it printed on a quarter of a million index cards with Patton's Christmas greeting on the reverse side. The, pair, the prayer read, Almighty and most merciful Father, we humbly beseech thee of thy great goodness to restrain these immoderate rains with which we have had to contend. Grant us fair weather for battle. Graciously hearken to us as soldiers who call upon thee, that um, who would call thee, that armed with thy power we may advance from victory to victory, crush the oppression and wickedness of our enemies, and establish thy justice among men and nations. Amen. Quarter of a million men prayed that prayer the sky cleared and miraculously the next day the weather cleared the planes could fly they could give air support to our troops and Patton's army marched an unbelievable distance in a short time punched through the Nazi lines and rescued the 101st airborne well the Nazis ran out of fuel they never made it to Antwerp and they had to retreat they abandoned their tanks along the way. They retreated back to Berlin, where four months after the Battle of the Bulge, Hitler reportedly committed suicide. Through World War II, we see men and women having courage standing up. 85 million deaths worldwide took place because of World War II, but the Earth was saved from imperialism of Japan and the totalitarianism of the National Socialist Workers' Party in Germany. Today, our nation is again facing unprecedented challenges with instability worldwide and powerful forces pushing for globalism. Internally, there is an orchestrated attack on patriotism with some attempting to malign it as nationalism. But the nation we want to preserve is the same as those that we are remembering today, a nation which cherishes freedom of speech, freedom of conscience, freedom of religion, government from the consent of the governed, and a nation which believes we have inalienable rights from our Creator. There is another significant thing about today. It's Veterans Day 2022. It was the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918 that World War I ended. Nearly 43 million Allied troops fought in World War I, over 5 million killed in action. One of those who fought was my grandfather, Orville Epperson, in the 338th Machine Gun Battalion. Another World War I soldier for America was Irving Berlin. He was a Russian Jewish immigrant to America, and he loved our country. And he wrote a prayer, and he put it to song. And we've all sung it. And I'm going to end with a few lines from the song written by Irving Berlin. While the storm's cloud gather far across the sea, let us swear allegiance 
to a land that's free. Let us all be grateful for a land so fair as we raise our voices in a solemn prayer. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. God bless you. And that was Bill Fetter of the American Minute, and he also presented at the Veterans Day D-Day Prayer Edition celebration in Washington, D.C. at the World War II Memorial. With me on the phone is Pastor Al Davis, and stay with us on the other side because we're going to be talking, uh, actually listening, to Bill Johnson, Congressman Bill Johnson of Ohio 6th District, who was the House sponsor of the World War II Memorial Prayer Act legislation that adds FDR's D-Day prayer at the World War II Memorial. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue and we're back, and with me on the phone is Pastor Al Davis of Live with Pastor Al. He is a board member of the Ohio Christian Alliance. We're talking about the Veterans Day D-Day Prayer Edition celebration. And uh, earlier you heard from uh, Bill Fetter, who is author and historian, and actually talked about uh, the World War II and the battle in Europe, and of course how God used prayer uh, to give encouragement and support to our troops. We're talking about adding FDR's D-Day prayer at the World War II Memorial. We chose Veterans Day to celebrate the prayers edition, had friends from Ohio and all over the country join us in Washington for this special service at 11.30 a.m. And the clouds broke open, and we had a time in which it was not raining on Veterans Day as the uh, remnants of a tropical storm was working its way up the coast. We thought we were going to be washed out, but I was so heartened by those uh, Ohioans and uh, fellow Americans and patriots that were saying, we're coming rain or shine, Chris, and, and God blessed us being able to get our ceremony in and most of the War Memorials Tour with Bill Fetter, because after the ceremony, uh, Bill took a group around to uh, the World War II Memorial, where the prayers being added to the Circle Remembrance, also the Vietnam War Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial, and the Korean War Memorial, and uh, so it all worked out. Uh, God blessed us, and Pastor Al actually was with the folks who came down on the charter bus from the greater Akron area, and you had some veterans with you, too, as well, didn't you, uh, Pastor? Oh, absolutely, Chris, and uh, I've heard from a number of them since then. They all enjoyed it immensely. Uh, we actually managed to get everybody together, all the veterans, at one point uh, there outside of the World War II Memorial to take a picture of all of us together, which was kind of like herding cats, but we got it done. And uh, they they enjoyed it. A lot of conversation on the bus, uh, different people meeting and, and uh, uh, just uh, sharing experiences and 
uh, what a great way to celebrate Veterans Day. As a veteran myself, I, I really found it to just, uh, uh, just a real blessing to be with a number of other veterans and to be amongst these war memorials dedicated to those uh, that served in these other wars. Well, that's right, and uh, thank you for being a bus captain on the way down with your wife, Kim, and uh, also Dr. Gary Dominic helping out with that, and uh, that was a great blessing uh, for the folks to be able to come. We actually had folks who flew in and drove in on their own uh, to be with us that day, and uh, in fact, uh, what a wonderful time it was. We actually had United States Marine Corps Chaplain Travis Davis, uh, who's going to be deployed to Okinawa, actually gave the invocation for the day. We had Master of Ceremonies Bob France, who is a host on the sister station here, 1420 AM, uh, the answer. Uh, we had uh, a number of folks. Of course, Melanie Miller, who's a new state representative, former Miss Ohio, led us in song. And there's a great portion of this little video where she is singing God Bless America with Charlie Reinhardt, the World War II veteran who's 98 years old, served with uh, General Patton in the 3rd Army and the 6th Armored Division, and was in the Battle of the Bulge. And uh, he was with us. He was in high spirits. And it was so great to see him. He was having the time of his life. Uh, you know, he grabbed my hand at one point, and my son was actually, uh, who is a veteran himself of the 82nd Airborne, uh, actually was his attendant for the day, and uh, along with Susan, who came from Ohio. And uh, Jonathan was taking him around Washington to see the sights, but he grabbed my hand. He said, your son is wonderful, and he was having a great time. And, of course, Crew 44, who can forget them? They were the World War II reenactors. It's actually part of a Boy Scout troop uh, that does reenactment of World War II uh, service personnel and some of the uh, dads that are involved. In fact, the first sergeant, the man who plays the first sergeant, uh, he was actually lieutenant colonel in the in the Air Force. He's got these boys drilling like the real thing. I saw them at the MAPS Museum uh, as we did a, a kind of a rehearsal of the Honor Guard and the posting of the colors the week before, uh, you know, on the Sunday before, out at the MAPS Museum here in northeast Ohio. And I, my son was impressed. He said, man, they drill like the real thing. And so uh, there was nothing sloughing of any of this. These people all took it seriously, and it was just a great time. Pastor, your thoughts? Oh, you're right, Chris. And, you know, to see them there, and of course, they were all dressed, these young men dressed in period uh, uh, uniforms, World War II era. And I remember looking at Charlie thinking, you know, here he is, 98 years old, and this had to take him back to when he was probably no older than some of those young men that were there. And just imagine the thoughts that that brought back to him. And then, of course, for the people who are watching, um, even had a young Marine contingent that just happened to be there that, that showed up. And and uh, what a blessing to see uh, these young people out there taking these things seriously and the the linkage of history between and Charlie, the World War II veteran, and these young men that are keeping history alive, I think was very impressive to watch. That's exactly right. In fact, we have, to help celebrate the event, we have a commemorative coin, uh, the D-Day Prayer Project uh, commemorative coin. On the front, it has an image of uh, the boats as they were landing in Normandy, the famous picture of the boys 
looking over the uh, side of the uh, landing craft towards the beaches with all the artillery fire. It says, Liberation from Tyranny to Set Free a Suffering Humanity. On the back side, it says, The D-Day Prayer Project, World War II Memorial, Washington, D.C. The prayer plaque, it has an image of that, of the temporary prayer plaque that was there for three years as a placeholder until the permanent prayer was under construction this July. And it says, uh, To Educate the Next generation for their honor. And that's what it's all about, folks. And I want to now take you to Congressman Bill Johnson, who was the House sponsor of the World War II Memorial Prayer Act. He uh, drove all the way down from Ohio to be with us for the day, and he delivered a powerful message. Let's now go to Congressman Johnson. Well, thank you very much. It is indeed for me a very humbling experience to be here with you this morning. The rain has somewhat dissipated. That's the hand of providence, right? That's God at work, and we can thank him for that. I want to make a special note to mention my friend and colleague, Senator Rob Portman. Rob couldn't be here today, but I spoke with him yesterday. He was so disappointed that he couldn't be. But Rob worked along with me and many others that we gathered around us in the House and the Senate to get this through. And I'm so grateful that in 2014, we were finally able to get this bill, the World War II Memorial Prayer Act, signed into law by President Barack Obama. And what you see today and are experiencing today is a culmination of those efforts. And I'm just humbled to have had even a small role in all of this. Because long after Senator Portman and I and our legacies, whatever they may be, fade into history, Americans will come from all over this country and see the work here that's being done to inscribe President Roosevelt's prayer that he offered on D-Day on the World War II Memorial, and I thank you for that. I'm glad you're all here. Chris, this was your idea. I wish I could claim credit for it, but I can't. This was Chris Long's idea, and we can't forget that. Chris, to you and the friends of the World War II Memorial, God bless you for all your hard work in not only advocating for it, but in raising the money, because this couldn't be paid for out of taxpayer dollars. We had to raise the money privately, and Chris and his team led that effort. So I just want to say how proud I am of Chris and his team for all the work that they did. I want to welcome our veterans here today. It is Veterans Day especially Charlie. Charlie, God bless you. Charlie comes from that special generation. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But I want to leave you with a few words. Faith and freedom. Two very simple words, but faith and freedom do not work 
without blood and sacrifice. We have our faith because of the blood of our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, that gave his life and his blood to ensure that we had a place in eternity. And sacrifice by our nation's veterans and those that are serving today those especially from the greatest generation that Charlie comes from they were the ones that provided the sacrifice that ensures our freedom today you know our presidents knew it George Washington knew it he often talked about the hand of Providence and the place that God the role that God played in the revolution Abraham Lincoln knew it in the dark days of the Civil War Abraham Lincoln knew that without the hand of God on our nation that we were doomed Ronald Reagan knew it Ronald Reagan once said if we ever forget that we are one nation under God we will be a nation gone under I believe that to be true if you go all the way back to the summer of 1787 the writing of the Constitution they were struggling they were at an impasse it was not an easy process it was Benjamin Franklin that was recognized by the president of the Constitutional Convention George Washington and when Washington recognized Franklin, Franklin said these words. He said, I've lived long, sir. And the longer I live, and the more I see, the more convincing proof I see of this truth. That God deals in the affairs of men. John Adams went on to say after the writing of the Constitution that the Constitution of the United States is a document designed to govern a moral and religious people and it's wholly inadequate for any other that's because our founders knew and all of our great leaders throughout American history came to know ultimately that without the hand of God upon our country we would not survive yet another day they knew that we, to be a self-governing people, had to be a self-responsible people. And there are no more self-responsible people on the planet than those that live by the principles that are defined in the, in the scriptures. Those age-old lessons of love your neighbor as yourself. And no greater love hath the man that he give his life for his friends. Those were the kind of values that the men and women that served in World War II had. On the day that Franklin Roosevelt offered that prayer, something very unique happened. I had the privilege back in 2019 of going to Normandy, and I stood on the beaches of Normandy along with a lot of others to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landing. Charlie, we talked to some of those who served along with you down on Omaha Beach. 
and we were talking amongst a group, someone pointed out that they had an uncle that had fought in the Battle of the Bulge. One of the veterans that was sitting there in a wheelchair, much like Charlie, he said, yeah, he said, I was there too. And we said, wait a minute, you mean you, you survived the landing on the beaches of Normandy and you went on to fight in the second most bloody battle of the entire war and you survived them both? He said, yes. He said, you know, something happened that morning on board those ships. 160,000 roughly allied sailors, warriors, Marines, waiting to come on shore to face off against the Germans. He said, it, you, it was like you could hear a pin drop when they crawled out of their bunks. Nobody was saying very much. It was quiet. Every man was into his own thoughts. And then their superiors came in and gave them their orders of the day. And this is where I still get shivers up and down my spine when I hear the words that he said they heard. Their superiors told them, take out two targets before you're killed. Not if you're killed, but before you're killed. You see, they knew that there was a good chance that the bulk of the first wave of the beach landers would be killed by the machine gun fire that would rain down like terror from the cliffs above. He said, but you know something, Congressman, he said, nobody refused to get in the boat and head for the beach. 160,000, 73,000 of them Americans, and they all still got in the boat knowing that it could be the last significant act of their life to sacrifice their own blood for their country. Folks, that is the heart of the American warrior. And that is the heart of the president that was praying that prayer on June 6, 1944. Let our hearts be stout. My prayer for you today, my prayer for our nation today, with all the challenges that we have, internal and around the globe, is a very simple prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus in the first chapter of Ephesians. And I pray it for you and our nation now. Oh God, may you send your spirit of wisdom and revelation through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Father, Send your spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we can know you better. It's a very simple prayer. But if we could all come together 
and understand the pivotal role that blood and sacrifice play into faith and ensuring our freedoms. If we can know him better, we become, we become better parents, better children, better husbands, better wives, better brothers and sisters, better Americans. God bless you all and thank you all for being here today. And now we want to read for you the prayer. FDR stated, Last night when I spoke with you about the fall of Rome, I knew at that moment that troops of the United States and our allies were crossing the channel in another and greater operation. It has come to pass with success thus far. And so in this poignant hour, I ask you to join with me in prayer. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Lead them straight and true. Give straight to their arms, stoutness to their hearts, steadfastness in their faith. They will need thy blessings. Their road will be long and hard. For the enemy is strong. He may hurl back our forces. Success may not come with rushing speed, but we shall return again and again. And we know that by thy grace and by the righteousness of our cause, our sons will triumph. They will be sore tried by night and by day, without rest, until the victory is won. The darkness will be rent by noise and flame. Men's souls will be shaken with the violences of war. For these men are lately drawn from the ways of peace. They fight not for the lust of conquest. They fight to end conquest. They fight to liberate. They fight to let justice arise and tolerance and goodwill among all thy people. They yearn but for the end of battle, for the return to the haven of home. Some will never return. Embrace these, Father, and receive them thy heroic servants, into thy kingdom. And for us at home, fathers, mothers, children, wives, sisters, and brothers of brave men overseas, whose thoughts and prayers are ever with them, help us, Almighty God, to rededicate ourselves in renewed faith in thee in this hour of great sacrifice. Many people have urged that I call the nation into a single day of special prayer, but because the road is long and the desire is great, I ask that our people devote themselves in a continuance of prayer. As we rise to each new day, and again when each day is spent, let words of prayer be on our lips, invoking thy help to our efforts. Give us strength, too, strength in our daily tasks, to redouble the contributions we make in the physical and the material support of our armed forces. And let our hearts be stout to wait out the long travail, to bear sorrows that may come, to impart our courage unto our sons, wheresoever they may be. And, O Lord, give us faith. Give us faith in Thee, faith in our sons, faith in each other, faith in our united crusade. Let not the keenness of our spirit ever be dulled. Let not the impacts of temporary events, of temporal matters, of but fleeting moment, let not these deter us in our unconquerable purpose. With thy blessing, we shall prevail over the unholy forces of our enemy. Help us to conquer the apostles of greed and racial arrogancies. Lead us to the saving of our country 
and with our sister nations into a world unity that will spell a sure peace, a peace invulnerable to the schemings of unworthy men, and a peace that will let all men live in freedom, reaping the just rewards of their honest toil. Thy will be done, Almighty God. Amen. Amen. And that is FDR's D-Day prayer that he prayed with the nation on the evening of the D-Day landings. Now to be a permanent addition at the World War II Memorial at the Circle Remembrance. And we're going to give you an update. Just last week, the uh, folks in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, they found, the foundry molded the prayer, the plaque itself. And those pictures are on our website at Ohio Christian Alliance. If you just go there, you'll also see the full video of the special ceremony on Veterans Day and also the pictures from the day. And we hope that you will do that visiting our website. And also we would encourage you to uh, contribute to this organization to keep us on the air, news and focus on the air in the new year. And we do have a challenge in front of us before year end. And for any contribution over $75, we will send you the commemorative uh, program from the Veterans Day Special Service, as well as a commemorative coin, the D-Day Prayer Project commemorative coin. And you'll want to uh, cherish that as well. We surely do. I have one here right on my desk. And so we'll send that out to you if you would contribute at least $75 uh, to help us stay on the air here on 1220 AM. And you can do that on our website at Ohio Christian Alliance. Or you can mail a check to P.O. Box 3076, Akron, Ohio, 44309. Just make it out to Ohio Christian Alliance. In the footnote, put in their radio program. Uh, news and focus. So thank you for listening, and uh, Pastor, your thoughts about just this special time and uh, what a great, uh, you know, what a great uh, project this is in its completion. Glory to God for bringing us through. Your thoughts? Well, you're absolutely right, Chris, what you just said. Glory to God for bringing us through. It's taken many years, over a decade, since this process began, and there are probably times when uh, people were ready to to, to give up, but uh, God's people persevered, and God blessed, and I do think, like you said in the first half hour, about how the weather broke just before the ceremonies began. This is like God putting his hand on there, yeah, just as the Representative Johnson said, the hand of providence was in evidence that day. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Pastor, for joining me again and reading the prayer with me, and thank you, folks, for listening. And if you missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. And again, thank you for supporting the Ohio Christian Alliance and this program, News and Focus. And you can make a contribution right there on our page at the Donate button. Any Any level of contribution helps us stay on the air. Thank you so much, and God bless you. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. 
That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.